Welcome to the Two Guys Talking Podcast. Join us for fascinating conversations about life, business, and the stories that make our very interesting people tick. Explore the meaning of success, delve into the journeys of our VIPs and their careers, and discover what inspires them. Two Guys Talking is hosted by Megan Hayes-Reed and Bill Davis and is available on YouTube. Subscribe, hit the bell, like, and join our community celebrating authenticity and the pursuit of knowledge. Now, I would like to introduce my amazing co-host, Hi, everybody. My name is Megan. Hi, Megan. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much to our our guest, Chris, for being here. Um, I have a short little bio that Chris wrote for us, so I'm just going to go over what what we have here. Chris and I actually used to be neighbors uh, before we moved to Wyoming. And uh, so that's how we know each other. And we'll get to how we met in a little bit, but first I'm just gonna give you a little bit back background. Um, Chris grew up in Queens and Long Island, New York. She went to college in upstate New York. Um, she is the technic- she's technically the youngest of three. She is a twin, so I'm assuming the younger twin. Um, also has a bro- brother that lives in Buffalo. She's married to a great guy named Ray. They've been married for 17 years. And they have two kiddos named Clara, who's 14, and Garrett, who is 11. Chris is a creative type, and that's why I love her so much. Um, she's passionate about learning a lots of things and creating things. She likes to bake mostly, and um, her macaron, macarons, macarons, we'll talk about the difference in a few minutes, because we have the expert, um, are amazing, um, along with so many other specialties. She learned from her mom and her nanny, and here she is with us. Thank you so much, Chris, for being here. We're excited to have you. Um, I know I just did a brief bio, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I mean, I, I mean, I spent most of my life in New York. I I moved to Maryland to be with Ray, um, not long after I finished college. So, um, and we've been together since then. So we met when we were in our early twenties, we got married when we were in our late twenties. Um, and I mean, I have always just loved to bake and be in the kitchen and be with my mom. And, um, you know, I'm, I, I had Claire and Garrett and I wanted them to learn and do all that stuff. They just never got into it. Uh-huh. Um, so, but I mean, for the most part, my, my whole life has been trying to like learn and find new stuff to teach myself. So, um, that's a lot about who I, I am. love that. I love that so much. Yeah. So, um, we have a bunch of questions for you. Um, I'll let Bill start. Um, we like to talk, do you want to talk about the beginning, the middle and the end? Sure. Sure. So we kind of approach this, um, in in our conversations about talking about, you know, kind of like, what was your beginning? And you kind of told us a little bit about that. What's your middle and your middle is now. And it's like a, this big giant, you know, time block. And then there's the end, which is, you know, not your Maybe death, close but to it. Yeah, I got you. you. Leave? What legacy do you want to leave? You know. <laughs> so, I mean, I think this is a good segue into like, you know, Megan and I yeah. did the first episode sure. and I interviewed Megan and um, we talked about how we met and stuff like that. So right. that might be a good segue into how you guys met, because I think it's. You know, some of my best friends 
Right. I met under and, like weird circumstances. Yeah. So, and yeah. I, I have a story about maybe, how we maybe, met, maybe but I want to know what your story is about how we met. <laughs> I have to be honest. Like, I don't think I knew very much about you. I think probably just like you, you know, you sort of make a name for yourself in our community when you, I, I don't want to say anything wrong, but when you sort of talk out, you're behind on the residency yes. page. And so people, start, and so people start to have like an idea of who you are that you aren't. And I don't know, I wouldn't say that I had like a, any kind of impression of you, but I, I think there was probably, we probably had some kind of interaction from that. Yes. And then later on, right? If, if that's, that's what I remember too. too. I remember. And I was like, okay. and then I, you know, and then I think I real we realized, you know, we're actually very similar and, you know, yeah. and then, and then we moved in next one house away. And I was like, oh no, right. oh no, and now I'm going to be living next to this lady. I think she hates me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have enough time in my life to hate people, Megan. Okay, to be quite good, honest with good. You. And the truth is, and here's the truth: I don't. I did not want people to judge me based on a few. Yes, of course. Pithy and maybe poorly worded comments that I maybe would have made uh, that I maybe should not have made, um, and I would not have made in like mixed company otherwise. Yeah. And so I think from that my husband and I then took the approach of, we'll just say the comments to each other now yeah. and not make comments on the rest of the <laughs> And so from that point on, I was like, no, I know I don't want people to think of me as just this one note person. Right, right? absolutely. Um, and so I actually was grateful uh, that you didn't immediately be like, oh my God, Chris. No. Like, and then I... <laughs> Because you could have, you could have done, you could have done just the same. You could have done just the same, right? Right. right. Like we could have, we could have both been each other at each other's, like, eh, you know right, what I mean? But like, we didn't. But, but I, we did not do that. No, we didn't. And I'm so yeah. grateful for that. Yeah. And I was so grateful for you as a Me neighbor. Too. Yeah. And um, and then we had <laughs> yeah. a great relationship after that. And you know, I yeah. think that we bonded yeah. over some IPAs a couple times. And and um, yeah. Well, you, you know. know I, I, I have to tell you that I very much appreciated your perspective. My son has ADHD mm -hmm. and Megan very, I had a, I had a moment where I, I think I had completely lost my bananas and I was crying out of, and Megan was, saw me and she was like, I'm going to come over and just sit with you for 15 minutes and <laughs> <laughs> remind you like this too shall pass, which I, I have to tell you, that was probably one of the more defining moments of, of my parenting with my kids. Oh, so thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. It was, it was, you know, it's nice to, it's, it's nice to be there for somebody when, you know, you, you know, hope that somebody will be there for you. And that if you are feeling that way too, and you know, it's just, yeah. Um, yeah, I appreciate <laughs> you. And, um, no. yeah. And I have to tell you, like, I'm so proud of you. Like I, you're, you give me so much inspiration. Like, oh my I, I gosh, don't know that stop you, it. like in all the conversation, no, it's true. In all the conversations that we have, like after I'm done talking to you, I'll say to my husband, like, oh my God, she's living such a life. <laughs> 
that I wish I could get out of my own little box and like go live that life. It's amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you saying that. Um, But yeah, I love talking to you and I've shared things with you that I probably shouldn't have when I was um, auditioning for the show (laughs) on MasterChef and stuff like that. But you were- I am an excellent secret ex. You are an expert. (laughs) So I had to, you know- Use my resources because you are a pro. Unfortunately, I don't think I helped you very much. I think much you did. Because... And, you know, we, we have more stories, but we'll get into those. So um, I don't want to take up this whole time in the beginning because I want to talk about the Vina Tarta and other things, too. Um, okay. But, yeah, so um, so we kind of went through your – so your family is not native to Washington. Tell me about that. No, I mean, I grew up on the East Coast. I lived but, my whole life on the East Coast. But now, um, but now you and your extended family live in Washington. Yeah, so my, my twin sister, she lives about three blocks away here um, with my mom. Um, so my sister was in the military. She was in the Army for 22 years. Our very first duty station was, was at when they used to call it Fort Lewis before it was JBLM. Mm-hmm. And um, she fell in love with being here and being on, on the West Coast. And Again, I had spent my entire life on the East Coast. I never thought I would leave there. Yeah. Just, you know, it's like, what, West Coast? Why would I go there? Like, what's there? Um, because, you know, that's the kind of people we yeah. are. And, um, <laughs> you know. It's the same on this side, too. We I, think that, too. We would like, never move to the East you. Coast because that's mean, crazy. I was like, there's nothing there for me. So uh, when she said she was going to stay, I was like, oh. And then she told me she was having a baby. And I was like, that's my baby. That's my sister. I got to be there. So I convinced, it didn't take very much to convince Ray to come um, because once he saw Washington state and he loves the outdoors, he was like, yeah, we're, we're moving. And I was like, okay. And so we packed our bags and we moved here and I would not go back to the East coast. Oh my gosh. Look at that. That's huge. That's huge. That is so outside of your comfort zone and a huge move. And you know, you talk about being brave. That's so brave. I mean, just like (laughs) leaving the whole side of the, the whole coast behind and we, you know what, we needed to do that though. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Our, our, I don't know what our life would have been like there, but it definitely wouldn't have been what it is here, which has been so full and rich of people and things. And like there, we do things here that I don't think we ever would have done there. And we had fam, like close family there. Um, but it just was not the same when we got here and it was my sister and my mom, like we just had so much, and then we had so much support here in this community. It was amazing. I was like, uh, this is the stuff we've been missing. Right. Like this is the stuff that my kids have been missing. You know what I mean? And speaking of those things and the outdoors, you bike, Yes. You canoe, yes. you do orange yes. theory, you do it yeah. all. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So who got, who was yeah. into the biking and all this stuff first? So, so Ray has always been into bikes. One of the things, so he learned from a very young age how to fix bikes. So he has like a little bike fixing thing here in the neighborhood. Cause you know, everybody's outside. Yeah. So everybody owns a bike here. Yeah. Um, so he just, because he always loved it. He actually said if he didn't have to make money, he would have been a bike mechanic. That would have been the job that he wanted to do because he was always so into the mechanics of bicycles. And um, 
he bought me, he bought me my first bike, like maybe, oh God, it has to be 15 years at least now. Um, and we would go out and bike. And then here, he mountain bikes. Don't ask me to mountain bike. I'm never going to get on a mountain bike. Uh, <laughs> but we do the trails because I like my limbs. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, so uh, but we do the trails around here, not just in Tahale, but like all, there's all kinds of like amazing bike trails um and so that's something that we do together it's something we've always done together uh because it's a passion of his and i like to follow his passions and he likes to follow that, mine so. that that's <laughs> so great i love that yeah, yeah. Oh. but he's the reason well so i'm the reason why we're sculling though i'm the reason why we're rowing right okay what um, did you call that so you <laughs> sculling sculling so you, you okay yeah so you Sculling. So you guys have seen this on the Olympics, yeah. right? This is like two paddles backwards. Right. Okay. So, um, or if you've ever been on a rowing machine, it's the exact same thing, except water you know, in the water. water. Yeah. Um, and freezing. And so we are, we have um, two, I would say that they're probably our, one of our a close couple friend of ours who started sculling a year ago. And I, we finally convinced Ray to like try it out. And so down in Tacoma, uh, well, Lakewood, um, they actually have like a rowing club and they do a learn to row class. And I was like, okay, 530 in the morning, let's do this. And I, not a morning person. Yeah. And so Ray was like, are you, are you going to be able to do this? He's like, I could, can you? And I was like, I got this. Yeah. Like, the very first day I was like, I don't I got don't it. I don't got it. <laughs> so, I'm not going. I don't got it. Uh, <laughs> and of course, you know, they put you, they put you in a single skull, which is like the most nerve wracking thing on, I mean, I've done a lot of nerve wracking things, but that is like, I'm going to fall in the water. I could die right here. Like there's a lot of fear that goes into it. But yeah. when, when the coach was like, oh, we're going to put you in the single skull. And I was like, I, I, I said an expletive and he was like, <laughs> he was like, well, we could put you in a double. And I was like, no, dude, I'm here for it. Like, that's why I'm, here, okay. and I need to just get over it. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And if I get wet, well, then this is life and I'll just move past it. Um, but I managed to stay dry and make it to shore. So <laughs> I love that attitude And we're, tomorrow. I love that attitude. We'll be there tomorrow. That's so, so great. If they put me in a single skull, listen, if they put me in a single skull again tomorrow, though, Megan, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> we'll see. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, let's move on to, or do we have other questions in the early years that we want to go over? Bill? Well, a question I always like to ask everybody is, so what was your favorite thing? To my do God, it's funny. Kid? We were just talking about like growing up and like, what do we remember about our summers growing up? And, um, I, you know, there yeah. wasn't cell phones and things like that, obviously, you know, I'm in my 40s. So I just loved being outside. We used to put on these little plays around the neighborhood. Sorry. You know what I mean? You'd get all your friends together and like put together like these little plays. It didn't even yeah. matter what they were, but you or you would lip sync songs. And I just those are the things that I remember. And that those are the things that I loved mm. about my childhood. It was very carefree. I I don't think I there was not a worry. Yeah um you know to to be around and even though like things were happening in the world things were scary like it was never brought to me i feel like my kids now they know too much yeah they too, know too much about what's going on in the world and 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 i didn't i and so what i what i loved about being a kid was that i was a kid like i just 
we did those fun things and you made your own fun. Mm -hmm. My mom always used to say, all you needed was a stick and a friend. And that was literally my childhood, right. a stick and a friend. Like, and look how creative you are. <laughs> I mean, yeah. maybe you wouldn't have, maybe you wouldn't have been this creative if you would have had all the plastic toys in the world to play with, you know? Yeah, probably. Yeah. You, you might be yeah. right about that. Yeah. We may, may give to our kids too much now, for, for sure. sure. I mean, I just <laughs> I showed Bill a picture of the heap of toys I was cleaning up in my daughter's room, and he was like, <laughs> what the hell is that? Like, yeah. <laughs> and she told me like seven hours I, later I she just you, finished I, with it. I mean, I, I'm grateful for what I've been able to give my kids that maybe I didn't get when I was younger. Yeah. But at the same time, there is a there is a point where I'm like, you know what? You maybe don't need it. All. No, for sure. I can give it to you, but but you don't yeah, need it. Like you can't give them it all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. And then the 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 last thing I want to ask about early on is, did you have a favorite subject and I want to ask in school? To, um, class add, add on to that, like, what were you like in high school? He asked me that, and he didn't ask you that. Sure. And we need to know. Sure, I'll answer both those <laughs> yeah. questions. So my favorite subject in school was always music, mm -hmm. always. Um, I love to sing. I have always loved to sing. I uh, actually learned how to play the ukulele about four years ago, um, so and awesome. I played piano. So I music has always been a big part of who I am as a person. Um, in high school, I was nerdy. Um, so uh, we're the best and of us. I had a very, <laughs> I had a very, very, I had two very best friends. They ended up getting married much later um, uh, to each other, surprisingly enough, you know how that goes. Um, but I was, I was in the choir, I was in our school plays. So I was that drama kid. That was who I was when I was. I love it. I love that. Shocking, right? I know. <laughs> Mine wasn't too shocking right, either. But yeah, I love that. Um, <laughs> so now. I'll be honest, though. I don't know that you could pay me to get on stage now, though. Right? What happened? What? I mean, did you? Truthfully. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what happens when we get older? Where do these nerves come from? Or, you know, the self-consciousness probably comes I, You know what? I, you know what I think it is? It's when you're young, when you're young, you literally know, don't know anything. Yeah. So you don't know to be nervous yeah, or scared or worried up. about that. Like, I see the confidence of my 14-year-old. Isn't it beautiful? Like, getting up on stage and singing. Yeah. And I love That's it. That's true because we've but built now, up this conditioning, like, I feel like that like, oh, well, this person might think this or this person might think this. And then some of the best advice yeah. that I ever received was um, nobody gives a shit what you're like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're worried yeah. about their own oh, right. stuff. About themselves. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I believe that. And I just have to remember that. And like, really? Yeah. They're watching you do something like I have performed for my friends, like playing and yeah. singing and was so nervous. And my girlfriend was like, you have a beautiful voice and you play really well. She was like, you should perform. And I was like, hell no. Oh. And she was like, but why? I'm like, because I like just sitting here in front of you two and I love you guys. Yeah. I'm like a nervous wreck. Right. And she was like, but we're just here to support you. And I was like, I know this. Right. Like in my brain, it's there. Yes. But I couldn't, like, I could never, like you were on TV. I don't know how you did it. I would have been. I think I blacked out. It's not yeah, a thing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would have to. Yeah. That yeah. Would... 
some, something, some, some part of me took over. I made the food and that was it. That, that was, was it. it. Yeah. So, um, but now you're here, you're in Washington. You, um, yeah. what's the day job? The day job is, uh, I am a manager, an external audit manager for OptumRx, which is a pharmacy benefit manager part of United Health. Okay. Very exciting. It's a very exciting job. Let me right. tell you. Uh, it le- I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I love about that okay. job. I am a. I I think one of the one of my better skills is I'm a very good communicator, mm-hmm. and that is part of the job that I do every single day. I communicate with people every single day, whether it's through email or I have to be on call with uh, regulators or examiners. So I'm and I'm and I'm pretty thorough and I'm very detailed and I think that that speaks to that part of my personality. That's so great. And then you get an outlet for that and yeah, that's great. But it's also part of the reason why I like to bake too right. though, Megan. I was going to ask you. So um Baking is more of like people say anyways, I don't know if I've necessarily found this to be true, but that baking is more of a science and cooking is more of an art. And you definitely have heavily gone towards the baking side. And so have I, um, Mm -hmm. what, what do you think about that? Did you find that to be true? I, I think, I don't know that I agree. And I'll tell you why there, there's precision, precision, right? Which that's, yeah. So, but I mean, yeah, it's precise. That's for sure. But it, it can be really super creative because yes. once you get the chemistry and the science behind it, you can do all kinds of neat stuff. Mm-hmm. And to me, when you, it's just like anything, once you get the parameters, yes, you can apply that to so many different things and that can be its own creativity, right? Absolutely. So I think science, I know people are like, science and creativity are not the, are, are mutually exclusive of each other. I don't think so at all. I think if you're a good scientist, baking or otherwise, uh-huh. if you're a good scientist, you have to have a creative Absolutely. mind because you have to think way outside that box, right? right? So people are always maligning scientists as being so logical and, you know, they think about like Sheldon Cooper from, you know, which that's true, right. but there is a process, right? Where there's creativity, where you have to think, okay, if I want to get to that next step, this is what I need to do. And there is something about left brain, right brain. Super right? create. I mean, so much creativity has to go into it. And you need to, you yeah. need to read this book yeah, that we're absolutely. both reading. It's called the creative act. Um, it's by Rick Rubin. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's really great. I'll, I'll okay. send you a copy. You need to, you need to read it. It's, it's all about, you know, yeah, how, like all of us, all yeah, of us absolutely. are creative and, you know, even life itself and the mm-hmm. nature of life is creative. So we're naturally always creating, but we tend to think mm-hmm. of it as like this exclusive thing that only a few people have, which, you know, I, I definitely right. think pe- some people have a creative gift, but we all have access. Yeah. 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 So, and we just need to tap into yeah. it. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. For sure. So, um, yeah. Bill, do you want to move down the line? I didn't, I got lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so I mean I think I think we've got a good a good portion of what the middle is but you know it, you you have a regular job and you have your creative outlets and your um you like the outdoors and you know all these things mm-hmm. apply to 
me as well, yeah. to be honest. So th that's why we moved here, to be honest. Um, we lived in a really great place in California, yeah. but it was just too busy and it took four hours to get anywhere, yeah. even though it was only, you know, a short distance. Um, we, we had some friends up here. They said, come up and visit. We came up and visited. And it was like, as, as soon as some dominoes fell into place for us <clears throat> and it didn't take long, um, we yeah. put our house up for sale like home, and right? we came up here. And, um, the reason yeah. we love it is because of the outdoors and, and it's you, so Chris? accessible. Oh back yeah, it totally feels like home. Or do you one of these, one of these shows, I will tell you, Washington. Or I will do you say back home. Uh, <laughs> I don't really, I don't really say back home because it's not really home. Yeah. Okay. Good. And it hasn't been for a really long time, right? Like it hasn't really felt like home. It's funny. We were just in Maryland, yeah. right? And we visited with Ray's family and I couldn't wait to leave. Yeah. Like that's how much it isn't part. Of, and I lived there my entire life. We left when I was in my late thirties. So like, yeah, my whole entire so life has been on the East there. coast. Yeah. And I would, I was literally, I was literally like, can we leave now? Yeah. Cause it had, it so did not feel like me anymore. Yeah. Like that's how far distance from it I had, had come from. And it, we've only been out here, you know, five, six years. So it's not like it's a long time, mm -hmm. but this feels more like home to me than any place I've ever lived in my home. And, and that's awesome because I feel like there's a different energy out West. And I don't know if we've talked about this before, but it, like all the history that you have, like, and all the busyness and all the crowd, it's so crowded, you know, like it, it seems like there's almost like a buzz over there and over here. It's like, it almost feels like you can breathe. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but yes. yeah, maybe, no, maybe it's, it's absolutely, your, it's funny. Maybe it's it's funny. Having maybe because having grown up in new york i knew i think from a very young age that i was not going to settle in new york city mm -hmm. i just knew like in my soul i knew that that was not the place that i was going to end up and i went to school in upstate new york and i loved being upstate because it's very much like here uh -huh. in that there are mountains and it's there's vast open spaces and i hiked in the adirondacks and like that was i thought that's where i would end up mm -hmm. um and then having moved out to Maryland to be with Ray and sort of back in that city environment, it just, it, like, it just sucked me out. Yeah. Like, and I, and I knew that. So really when, when my sister said, you know, we're going to be in Washington, you should come out and take a look and, and come out here. And I was like, can I convince Ray? Yeah. And the minute we drove, I'm telling you, the minute we drove into Tahale, he was like, yeah, we're moving. Okay. Like he was, he was right there. Yeah. He was on, on board. board. There was just nothing that was going to stop him. Cause I think in his soul, same thing. Yes. Oh, you know what I mean? That's so great. Yeah. And I had that same feeling when I drove into that neighborhood too. And that's, and we all have that in common. We all yeah. came from the same neighborhood or you guys still live there. Um, yeah. all from the same neighborhood in Tahale and Bonnie Lake. Um, so, yeah. um, with all that being said, what are you working on right now? What are you excited about? Tell us about your passion projects. Sure. So, I mean, most of what I'm doing now is still doing macarons. Like that is still my biggest creative outlet. In fact, I have, um, so about every month or so, like I offer a pre-sale. So I make 
a certain number of boxes, certain number of flavors, um, and they sell them out pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, and then people come and they pick them up, but that's usually what I do. And then of course I do special orders for people's birthdays and things like that. Um, that's the big thing that I'm doing um, right now. I'm mostly doing that because Clara's going to New York City actually in the, in the spring. And I was like, I need to fund this trip somehow. Um, that's so, so great. How am I going to do that? I'm so so when are you going to start shipping <laughs> so is my big... question. So as soon as I figure out how to do that, because really that is bit, I mean, I have to tell you, people ask me all the time, like, can I get your cookies elsewhere? And you can do it. It's just that that's like a whole other situation right. that I have to deal with. And I just haven't had a chance to look into it because my dad's always like, can you send me some cookies? I know. I, like, I would totally buy no? cookies. And <laughs> yeah, so you need to start shipping and then we'll tell people how they can support you. But in the meantime... How can, how can people get cookies? Um, so I have a Facebook page. Or how, yeah, um, how can I'll, we follow want, along? I'll give you the link. And yeah. So I have, I, I have a Facebook page. It's called uh, Little Sugar Lily Patisserie. Um, and that was just because I, I, I love lilies. They're my favorite. They were my flower for my wedding. And so I've, I grow them and they're beautiful. Um, and so I was like, oh, Lily, so cute. I love it. And I, I was like, okay, let me, I just need to name this something. It can't just be like Chris's cookies. Yeah. So I, need something. Um, I did that. And then I, I have it. And then I have an Instagram page, which is the same. It's the same name at Little Sugar Lily Patisserie. Uh -huh. And I'll, I'll give you the spelling and everything for that because it's kind of funky. Um, but that's usually, I, that's where I post everything. I have, it's a very small business. I literally only sell in this neighborhood. Um, and, and that's due just to time. And like, I don't, I if I could expand, my, my day job pays pretty good. Uh -huh. um, and there's fear about like leaving that to go do this passion thing, which, I have to tell you, I think my husband would 100% support yeah. it. Um, but I'm just like, I'm not there yeah. yet. So maybe at some point. It's scary. It's very scary. But, this, but I, I think that you can me. do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just takes one little jump <laughs> and then you're in Wyoming. It's true. Yeah. It's true. That's why I always say I admire you because you just were like, I'm going for it. And I was like, uh? uh? <laughs> yeah, it was scary. <laughs> I'm like, but, you know, I mean, when you're doing what you're passionate about, the universe tends to support that. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, In a way, I, I agree with you. And I think that that would be true for me. Yeah. Um, and I, I know that, like, if I wanted to put all of my time into it, I would it would be a success because I would make it a success. Absolutely. Because just like you, when you work hard. Mm -hmm it tends to kind of pay itself back. It does. Right? Most people, if you have a lot of passion behind what you're doing, yeah. people see that and they want to embrace that. And the other thing is this community has been awesome about embracing small, little tiny businesses yes. like mine. And, and they've really like boosted me up and, and I could just, and it's fine where I am and I'm okay with it because it gives me the creative outlet that I need uh -huh. and the support that I need. And the little extra dollars that I need. Mm -hmm. Um, and it satisfies that little piece of me that I need. Yes. Um, without being overwhelming to me. That's so awesome. And not everything has to be like a huge thing and it can still be right. amazing. And it is. That's so great. Right. Right. And I think that's the biggest, I think that's the biggest thing I want people to know, right? Yeah. They don't, you don't have to, you don't have to sell your whole entire house and move to Wyoming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
mean, if you want to, that's yeah. great. But but you can do like these little things that satisfy that creative part of you and do it in a way that makes sense for you. And this is think, something I think that we said this at the very beginning, which is one of the things that I've always, I am passionate about learning new stuff. I will teach myself new stuff every so many months. I taught myself how to hand embroider. I taught myself how to crochet. I taught myself, I mean, I will teach myself how to do stuff just to say, I know how to do that. Yes. Right. That's just a, that's just the kind of person I am. And actually the reason for the macarons was I put together, a, I don't know if I told you this, but I put together a list of all of these baking projects that I wanted to learn right. how to do like random uh -huh. things, uh, make a Boston cream pie, learn how to make cannoli from scratch, like all these projects that I wanted to learn how to do. And the very last thing on that list was learn how to make macarons. Oh my gosh. And it, so, and it was the last thing that you yeah. did. And then was it challenging it was the last and thing. then you, or was it? Well, so by the time I got through that whole entire list, because there was about 25 things on that list, uh -huh. it wasn't. I think if I had done it first, I might have been a little bit like, hey. yeah. But by the time I had gotten to, because by that time I had made croissant. Yeah. You know what I mean? I had learned how to make like 12 different kinds of cake, like eight different kinds of pie. Like I had, I had learned all of this baking stuff. And by the time I went to go look at that recipe, I went, oh, I, I can get do it. that. Yeah. I know exactly what I need to right. do. Right. I can do that. And, and then I was very, I was lucky enough. Um, we had gone, I, I had gone to a class um, in Hawaii at Alani. We were DVC members for Disney and um, they, they taught this class on like how to make French macarons. And I was like, Oh, okay. I, but by, by the time she had taught the class, I was like, okay, I already know how to sort of do this. And she just reinforced what I already, and I literally came back and two weeks later, that's what I made. And they came out perfect. And I was like, fluke. Oh my God. And then I did it again. I was like, fluke again. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's, not, it's not a fluke. And so ever and since her macarons yeah. are beautiful. I mean, it's, they're not just like some cookies oh, that you. you, you would find in a bit. They're beautiful decorated and I mean they look like oh, you don't you. even want to eat them and um yeah <laughs> you just want to save them like just save them on display or something oh. so um I've actually had people tell me like is there a way I could keep them and I was like well you could put them in the freezer but yeah when you defrost them they're not gonna be very good no but I mean, but, I mean it's a, it's not weird how we have we we want nice things but then we want to just look at them and we don't use them and then you know so yep. this forces us to do yeah. that yeah. That's like my china has been sitting in my china cabinet since I practically got married. Yes. And my mom was like, at some point, you're going to have to use this. And I was like, yes, for Christmas. She was like, yeah, for dinner next week. And I was like, but she was like, stop it. Just use it. Just stop. You're going to have to use it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> but it's true, though. But it's very yes. true because we want to savor all of those things. Mm -hmm. They're so special yes. and important to us. And then we don't even, we don't even appreciate them. Right. I know. Yeah. Cause like, we're not, because we're not utilizing it, them. We're not yeah, using exactly. it as it's intended Absolutely. to be used. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, macarons, macaroons. Yeah. Mac Bill. <laughs> yes. Okay. Bill asked me What's the difference? and I gave him some kind of an explanation, <laughs> but we're glad you're here. <laughs> okay. So I'll start with the easy ones. Macaroons. R-O-O-N-S, yeah. right, as opposed to macarons, right, are a coconut haystack style cookie. Well, not really even a cookie. They're just a coconut haystack okay. with chocolate on the bottom, okay? And they're traditionally um, 
they're traditionally serve Jewish Passover okay. and things like that. So they're very like very specific. Um, macarons are people think they're French. They're actually Italian. Um, they are a meringue based cookie. Yeah, I can give you the whole history if you want it. Um, they're a meringue. Based, I know. Don't you'll fall asleep. Um, they're a meringue based cookie um, made with almond flour and then filled with pretty much whatever you want. Yes. And beautifully <laughs> sandwiched. Yes. They're like a little sandwich yeah. cookie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So now you know the difference. So, so the macarons are like a, a fancy cookie. Yes, but I'm sure. And macarons are like a, a candy. Yeah. yeah. And everybody just says macaroon for some reason. Like we have that stuck right. in our head. Right. So, so I have, a, I have like a little meme. I have a little meme um, that like sort of goes through like uh, macaron, macaroon, macaroni, macaroni yeah. uh, marconi, <laughs> right? Macron, <laughs> like it's like all the different, and I've posted it before um, on my page, and it always gets a bunch of laughs because it's true. Like most yeah. people are like they'll just call, and I'll, I'll be honest, I don't care what you call them. Yeah, just, just buy them. them. Just eat them. Just yes, enjoy them. Like, absolutely. Okay. I don't so care. You're not, call them macarons. Call them macaroni. So I don't you're care. not going to pull a Gordon Ramsay on us. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 You know why? Because because here's the thing, right? Like it doesn't really matter. Do you enjoy them? Right. Call them whatever you. Yeah. You know. What absolutely. I mean? It's art. Enjoy it. I don't care. It's art. Enjoy it. Yes. So. That's right. Um, right. Yeah. Um. I have a few more questions, but um. Did you want to ask me about your vena tarta, though? Did. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't, I was going to tell this story earlier, but so I have this recipe that has been in my family for years and years. And my grandma, it's in my grandma's handwriting. My grandma is from Iceland. And she wrote the recipe. It says, like, the abbreviations are weird and it says to use like a coffee can to cut it out and like all the, all this stuff. And so I, for a gift for my dad for Christmas one year, I wanted to get, cause my grandma has since passed away and I wanted to give him a vina tarta because we had had one every year for Christmas when I was a kid because my grandma used to make it. And so I wasn't going to take on this project because it was intense, <laughs> but you did. And <laughs> you totally could have done it. Oh my gosh. You could have done it. You really could have. I, I have to tell you, like you, you built it up to be like this thing. And I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> so y'all got to back this up because some of my friends so are it's watching like a cake. They have no so idea it's like a cookie cake. About. That's how I would describe um, it. It's like a, um, it's like a, yeah, it's like a really tall, but the way that they make it is it's like you cut out pieces of like, it's like almost like sugar cookie dough yeah. right and you bake them yeah it's almost like a cookie okay. um like a like a very dense cookie and then you make a like a almost like a jam made with cardamom and um prunes what is it it must be dried plums prunes, or whatever yes uh prunes yeah so i think that's what that yeah, is prunes um <laughs> but it's actually a really nice like it's a very jammy and the way that you do it is you stack it up and then you sit it out for like several days so that the um the jam basically goes into the cookie and makes the cookie soft so it becomes like a cake mm -hmm. 
and then you put like an icing on top and then it's cut in a very okay. specific way yes. to make it look like layer cake. Yes. And it's very beautiful. It's very it's cool. It's an Icelandic thing. It is beautiful. I, Chris did it. <laughs> and you didn't I did. do it? I didn't do it. I did Chris it. did it. You didn't do it? <laughs> oh, you did it. Yes, I did. Yeah. Did you do it for her? Oh, okay. Keep okay. up. All right. Yes, it was. I mean, See, that's, that's, yes. that's a good Outsource way to get things when done. you can if you're <laughs> things that you're not the greatest at. Yeah. But I followed Megan's right. grandmother, but I followed Megan's grandmother's recipe. Yes, that's exactly. right. That's right. And you know, there was like rice milk and I mean, all these things that, and she had to translate the recipe and it was in cursive pencil and, um, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> But thank you for but doing actually, that. I thought it came out real. I, oh, I, so you had I, to make I, some educated so guesses somewhere? You asked me to do it, and I was like, okay. And, my, and I told my mom, and she was like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I was like, I'm making this thing. And she was fast. So, you know, my mom and I, we bond over baking. She was fascinated. I love that. By this whole thing. She was fast. And she came, she came over when I was pulling it together, and she was like, so what are we doing? And so, like, I explained to her, just like I explained it yeah. to you, though, like, what was happening. And she was like, I will be really interested to see how this And it turned out. out beautiful. And then when it really did, I was really shocked. And then you had brought me over the piece, and I showed my mom, and she goes, oh, I get it. She's like, this is great. And then she took a bite. She's like, actually, I really like this. I'm like, yeah, well, you like prunes. Yeah, I'm right. Like yeah. This. Right. And so like, but it's sweet and it has a really nice, but it's not like overly sweet. You yeah. know, I mean, American desserts, that's my biggest, my biggest complaint with them is that they're so sweet. Right. Um, I mean, I've made, I've made all kinds of desserts from all over the place. I made um, Biden stitch cake, which is a bee, they call it bee sting cake. It's like a yeasted Ooh. cake um, that's filled with um, like um, uh, creme patisserie and covered with like a, a honey and almonds um and i've done all kinds of like fun stuff where i've been like let me find some weird recipe from some weird country and try I love that. that after that after, after, after that, you and yeah. i did that i was like yeah i was like i i need to see all the weird recipes of the world now. yes and, and the things that are important to, to people's that. family and my dad was super happy and yes. it made his christmas and yeah i'm so yes. glad I'm so glad. So thank yeah. you again for doing that. that. But that's why I bake too, though. But that's why I right? bake too, though. It's like, right? Because it just brings is joy so for important. people. Food, I mean, like so much of our life revolves around food. You might as well love it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, <sighs> I grew up in a big Italian family. So like cooking and baking was my entire childhood. So like, they, <laughs> I mean, I, this is the other thing that I wanted to tell you. One of the other reasons why I bake and why my mom and I bond with the baking is my brother for Thanksgiving. We moved out here. So since then it hasn't been so for the last six years, no, but previous to that, when my husband and I first got married, we always hosted Thanksgiving at our house in Baltimore. And every year my brother and my sister-in-law would come down and every year my brother would be like, here's some weird dessert I want you to make. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay. And so, and so my mom and I would be like, okay, how are we going to do this? Right. And so she and I would spend hours like thinking about, okay, we should do this or we should do this or we should do this and then create this dessert. And my brother would be, and then my brother would be, of course, judge, jury, next executioner right. on it. So, <laughs> but you know, very rarely would he be like, that was terrible. Right. I mean, I mean because it's be a delicious dessert. Anything. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It's really hard to screw it up. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. I love that. And what a great way to bond with your mom. That's so amazing. Yeah. 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 So, um, we've talked about the middle. I don't want to talk about 
the end. I mean, let's let's talk about the future. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what do you? What's the? Um, what's the plan? Like, do you have like a goal, or do you want to be somewhere in like five years? Do you want to? Do you want to like brand your business, make it bigger? Do you want to? No, I don't. I, I really want to be where I am. I got to be honest with you. I um I fell in love with Hawaii. I'm uh-huh. I'm definitely leaving here to go there. Yeah. Um, although to be fair, I said to Ray, I feel like we should keep a house here and then like have something small there. Yeah. Like I don't want to leave Washington State because I love it yeah. here. Um, but we both love Hawaii too, so I feel like it's going to be hard for us to make a decision. Yeah. But here's the thing: like I love my children, but I can't wait till they're out of my house. Yeah. Like I just yeah. <laughs> You know, I want them to be, I want them to be independent. Like I remember one of the things, like when I was young um, and in high school, my mom said, I have to start letting you go yeah. um, to be the adults that you're going to be. And, and I feel that way about my kids. So I give them, I'm probably give them a little bit too much leash sometimes, but I, I feel like I want them to be responsible and independent. And I want them to feel like I want to leave that. I want to, come back to a safe place, yes. but I don't want to live there. Right. Like, and that's the way I felt about my, my home and my parents growing mm-hmm. up. When I went off to college, I wanted to come home to a safe place, but I didn't want to live yes. there. Not because my parents weren't wonderful, great human beings, but I felt like I wanted to be myself. Yes. And that's what I want to give my kids too. And so it's funny. We have this little running joke with my kids where I'm like, I'm going to sell this house and we're going to buy a two bedroom bungalow. <laughs> somewhere and then that bed is going to be so uncomfortable that you're only going to stay like two nights like that so and of course my kids think that's hilarious because they don't think that it's true but the but here's the truth but the honest truth is and maybe i won't do that but one of the things that i keep saying is like why would you want to come back and live with your parents right they'll change their minds they'll change their minds i hope i i i hope they want to come back and visit and be with us but that they don't want to live with yeah. us. Like, I don't, I don't want them to feel like they can't be independent of us. That's one of the things that I'm like really cognizant of when it comes to my kids. It's like, you, you are going to eventually have to live yeah. your own life. Like, and I want you to do that. And I want you to be successful, whatever you define. Oh my that gosh. To be. This, that's what I want. You this to do. leads yeah. me up to my next question. How do okay. you view success for yourself? Oh, I think if I, if I'm learning something new, I feel like that's successful to me. I, I, I always want to push myself out of my comfort zone. So if I've done that, then I'm successful, I think. And I think the other thing is if my kids are decent people, I don't mean, I just mean decent and they treat people decently. I've done my job as a parent. Um, I, I want, I, I, I think success can is varies from day to day probably yeah. too. Like, um, you know, sometimes like I'm, I'm looking at myself in the mirror going, you know, and then sometimes I'm like, oh. yeah, you know, but for me, I think the most, the most, the, the thing that I define as being successful is just being able to continue to push myself outside of the things that I know I'm already good mm-hmm. at to try stuff that I'm not great at, which is very hard for me. Yeah. So. That's great. I love that answer. How, how would you view success for your children? I think as long as they're, they're doing what they're passionate about and it doesn't have to be in their day job either. Right. right? Like as long as they're doing something that gives them joy, Mm -hmm. 
that I think I would view as being successful. Like, cause I asked my mom the same question. I'm like, do you think Nat and me and Rob, my sister, and my brother, would you think we're successful? And she said, yeah, look at where you live. You guys have beautiful homes. You have wonderful children. Like that's, that's what I wanted. For yes. And cause I think about like, what do I want? Cause what I want for my son and what I want for my daughter is very different because their lives are, they're very different people. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, am I judging them differently? But really the only thing I care about is that when they wake up in the morning, they want to continue living every single day, doing the things that they love and enjoy doing. And like I said, it doesn't have to be their day mm -hmm. job, but it has to be something that when when they think about it, that's the thing that gets yes. them up and moving, right? Because I have that. I have that every day that's of my life. That's beautiful. You know? That's a beautiful answer. Thank you for that. Um, would you consider playing yeah. us something on the ukulele? I feel like I got railroaded right here. Oh. <laughs> Just a question. Um, Just a question. I could. You got to give me a minute to like figure out what I would play for you. <laughs> We've got a minute, but let's finish. Let's finish. Let's um, finish our questions. Let's sure. finish our questions. And then I will okay. do that. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah. Bill, I think has a couple and then, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, Megan said she didn't want to talk about the end. She wanted to talk about the future. And to me, it's the no, same. Okay, okay. The end doesn't yeah. mean it's over. It doesn't mean it's over. It It's just, yeah, sure. you know, if you break your life up into thirds, and yeah. it could be, you know, yeah, 10%, sure. 80%, 10%, right. or third, a third, a third, whatever. Um, so I asked Megan this question. Uh-oh. And, and she yeah. cried. Um, I expect you to do the same. No. Um the question really is, and I think you've kind of alluded to it, is it's what do you want your legacy to be? And the second part of that question is, did you leave a mark? And let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because we've all done like things we're proud of and things we're not proud of and things so, we're like, yeah, so-so. You don't have to answer well, all that. Just I mean, legacy. tell us what you think. I, I don't know that I wanna leave one, to be honest with you. I, I feel like if, and the reason why I say that, and understand that the reason why I say that is I think that there's a lot of in the world now where people are like, I wanna be remembered for something, but I don't need to be remembered by everyone. I just need somebody to know, I just need to know that somebody cared about me, right? So if my only mark is on my children and my husband and my my immediate family, that's enough. Like, I don't I don't need to be, out there and being famous or any of that kind of stuff. I, I don't even think I'd want it. I'm not really that kind of person. I'm not an out there kind of, I know that probably, it, it always shocks people when they, when I hear, when they hear me say that I'm not an extroverted person, but I'm really not. I am, I am very much like a, I like, I like to do things because I like to do them for myself. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I don't know that I want to leave a legacy necessarily. Right. Whether I do or not will be, it's not going to be up to me anyway. So, yeah. um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and then what was the second part of your question, Bill? Cause I have a short memory. <laughs> um, so when you look back, you know, did, did, did you leave a mark? Right. Meaning, and that could be good. I mean, bad, I hope I didn't leave anybody crying in their cereal bowls. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I hope I didn't, I hope I, I hope people don't 
remember me as somebody who was mean or not nice or, you know, who wasn't open to change. I think one of the things that I would like, what I hope people remember about me is that I am not a judgmental person. I actually am just the opposite of that. I feel like I want to give everybody the opportunity to show me who they are really, because I want people to know me for me, right? Um, that's going back to like just our, our initial conversation, Megan, about like, what was the, what's first impressions, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I know how difficult they can be to get over, right? right? So uh, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that my mark will be um, that people will say she was a good, true and loyal person. That's great. Um, and that's really, and that's what I want for my kids too. I want them to be good, true, and loyal people, um, good friends, uh, helpful, kind. You know, that's how I want to live my life. Mm-hmm. That's how I live my life. So that's a legacy. <laughs> I, I mean, whether I have one or not will be up to other people. It's not what I'm driving for. Yeah. I'm just, and you know, usually it doesn't work out that way you know <laughs> you know the people right. that are trying to do right. something end up not doing it and then you know you people not trying yeah. to do something are the ones that end up leaving their leaving their mark end up doing something yeah, right, right right and i again i i think for me like i just i'm i find my i'm a very loyal person i will go to the ends of the earth for people like that's how i am i look for that same quality in other yes. people yes absolutely so well, where can we find you on social media? Tell us one more time. I like it. Little Sugar Lily. So I have my my Instagram. Little Sugar Lily. Little Sugar Lily Patisserie is my uh, my Instagram page for my baking. Uh-huh. Um, I have uh, a Facebook page for the baking too. Okay. Um, which is same the same name. name, Little Sugar Lily Patisserie. And we should be same able to name. find that. Um, and I'll, I'll get. You should be able to find it if you just look up Little Sugar right. Lily. You don't have to put in. I mean, you could. Um, but yeah, th- th- that's where, that's it. I'm not really on anything else because me and the socials. Right. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm not you, Megan. I, no. That whole TikTok thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a thing. I, I'm like, I I barely know how to work my email. Right. I mean, it's it's its own monster. It's a monster. Well, I'm like, how do I get to this age and not know what you people are doing? Like, I don't, oh, whatever. <laughs> I can't believe that we've been talking for an hour. It seems like we've been talking for 15 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. Okay. How crazy is that? <laughs> um, but thank you so much for being here. I don't know if you have any more questions, Bill, but I just wanted to thank you for being guest thank number you. one and for being brave sure. and for oh. giving us content and and for telling us yeah. all of your stories. And, you know, I just love seeing people live their passions and do what makes them happy. And I just see that so much in you. And um, it's a pleasure. Oh, thank you. Well, again, I mean, part of that is there's, I'm inspired by other people. You inspired me, Megan. I have to tell you, I'm, I am telling you every time we talk, I'm always like, oh, I wish I could be like, that. oh, stop. It. I wish I could just do that. You know what I mean? I wish I could just, just no, it's ser- I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. It is so hard. Like I do a lot, obviously to get out of my box, but I am firmly here. Right? Like It expands, Yeah. but that's where I live. You know and what that's, I mean? and so, that's great. But, but to just. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I actually think you just hit the nail on the head and it just sums up the whole conversation perfectly because yeah. some of us are meant to live in a box yeah. 
and some of us are meant to live outside the box. But the key to success and happiness is being comfortable, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, but not entirely comfortable in that box. And the way you yeah. expand as a person yeah. is you expand. Right, sure. the That's box. for crazy. People. You don't have to live yeah. outside the box. Just make your box bigger. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I and there's know. nothing wrong with that yeah. either. <laughs> I, again, like I, I, but that, but that's the kind of thing that makes me think like, I know that that's not a thing that I could do, but it, it inspires me to do more with what I know I can. Well, you, you know what I mean? What I know I'm capable of. Well, you inspire me too. just know that. And you're inspiring so many people and your business is so cute (laughs) and so amazing. And I'm just, you know, I, I love it so much and I can't wait for it to grow bigger if it's meant to be. And if it's not meant to be, then I will have to get cookies when I'm in Washington. But if it is, then I can't wait for them to be shipped someday. So anytime, Megan, anytime you come here, I will you knock be on there. my door and be like, what you I got? I will be I'll there. Be like, here you I go. I will be there. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much.